My name is Jan Johnson, and with me is Alex Clark. Um, I'm a board member of CASA. Alex Clark is the, what would you call yourself, Alex? Executive director. <laughs> the executive director of CASA. Oh. And this is the CASA update for the week of 5-22-2017. Hi, Alex. How are you this evening? Good. And Good. I just wanted to say thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know that you're incredibly busy and uh, would, would probably rather be relaxing somewhere, but uh, okay. thank you. Thank you for making the accommodation to, to, to sit down and do our update and, and very thank you for, for producing this for us. Well, that's, what we do <laughs> <laughs> so what is new and exciting this week i mean i know we missed friday but you know, that was because of excitement in my life <laughs> yeah <going? laughs> um and and i hope that's going well um but uh yeah uh and i think we'll get to friday briefly <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, right. but uh before all of that um okay anybody who's been paying attention to California, and I think we brought this up a couple of times, um, there are flavor bands uh, yeah. in California spreading like poison ivy. Um, and this is all kind of in the same general region. Um, so I have a list that I wrote down here. Oh um, Contra Costa County, which I believe that hearing was delayed. Um, and then... The only one that's really kind of gone anywhere is Los Gatos, California. Okay. Uh, and that was on May 16th. They actually passed the ordinance as part of their um, uh, consent agenda. So there wasn't really any, there wasn't any debate. No one really showed up to speak on it. Um, but that ordinance does have an exemption for shops that derive 60% or more of their sales from tobacco products okay. um so uh you know it, it it doesn't kill the vapor shop but for our purposes and i i do need to clarify this mm -hmm. um or or put emphasis on this okay. um that does take flavored vapor products out of gas stations convenience stores and whatever um Hopefully. which and I, I i hate to sound like a broken record, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, those are the places where smokers are first exposed to these products. And, sure. um, you never know a grape flavored e-cigarette or one of those hookah pens, mm -hmm. you know, that might be the thing that convinces a smoker that, that these are, are products they can, they can switch to. Right. Um, and so they should be exposed to that at where they normally buy cigarettes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Oakland, California, uh, there is, I guess, I don't know if it's officially on the schedule opportunity that this bill will be in sixth. Um, Palo Alto, California has not set it. Um, and both Palo Alto and Oakland have the same kind of exemption uh, that Los Gatos had, uh, the okay. uh, places that sell drive 60% or more of their sales from tobacco. Right. Um, and then um, San Leandro, 
California. I still need some information on this, but the okay. first available date that this could have a hearing is on June 5th. Um, and it, from the note that I have, uh, there's still, um, I guess the city attorney is still looking at this language and seeing how they can enforce it. Okay. Um, and I have not actually looked at the ordinance yet. I don't know if it's available. Okay. And then the big one, the big one is not to diminish the value of all of these other wonderful cities, but okay. um, San Francisco is the big one because this is an all out ban. This is okay. everything, including right. menthol. Um, and, um, yeah. yeah, so, um, part of the process is that, and I've been learning about this as we go along in San Francisco, part of the process is that, uh, you know, when new legislation is introduced, it goes before, uh, several commissions if they are affected by it. So this has gone in front of, uh, the small business commission, uh, there, I think it might've been a public health committee commission. Um, uh, and then, uh, there was a youth commission, mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm really not clear on whether or not these various groups within the, the city government have kind of public hearing opportunities. Okay. Um, it just wasn't clear. Uh, and that there certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't publicized very well because mm -hmm. sort of finding it, we're all finding out about this after the fact or like as it happened. Right. Um, and, uh, so those, those various groups weigh in on the legislation, make any, you know, recommendations as to changing the language, and then it goes on to committee. Okay. And so now it will be moving to uh, the Public Safety and Neighborhoods Committee uh, on uh, June 14th, which is a Wednesday. Right. Now, <laughs> sadly... California. Yeah. Ah, uh, San Francisco. Sadly, San Francisco has like five vapor shops okay. in town. That's, That's five it. vapor shops serving, um, what is it, like 800,000 people? That's crazy. In the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the, the San Francisco has concentrations of various groups of people who right. uh, come in, you know, with sort of higher smoking rates above the national average, disproportionately mm -hmm. higher smoking rates, specifically um, Chinese Americans uh, right. and LGBTQ people, mm -hmm. um, African Americans. Right. Um, and I, I'm really not clear on the Latino community. I, it was my impression that the Latino community actually had lower smoking rates than a lot of other people, but I could be wrong about that. Right. Um, but, you know, all of those groups are very well represented in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And this ordinance is being promoted as protecting those groups. And um, protecting it, them from what? <laughs> A safer <protect>, alternative? <laughs> you know, it's lawmakers understanding of these products tends to be tainted by, mm -hmm. you know, uh, existing definitions of tobacco products sure. and um, you know San Francisco had their definition of tobacco product which includes e-cigarettes right on the books well before the FDA finalized their rule um, so they have had that opinion for a long time mm -hmm. and um, you know these are folks that are looking at the data of you know youth use and interpreting it to mean that um, you know, these products are hooking kids into a lifetime of nicotine addiction. And <laughs> they also have bought into the, uh, the myth of the gateway. Right. Um, so it, it, to them, 
you know, one of the big things, the big policy movement that we're going to see across the country for the next year or two is going to be right. getting rid of menthol. And, yeah. um, and that is really, you know, when, when people talk about this, mm-hmm. they just like, so, you know, for example, when people talk about the deeming regulations, the points that they focus on are it prohibits sales to youth right. and uh, regulations. You know, mm-hmm. what if people don't know how to talk about it, but um, that's the, the prohibiting sales to youth is a big one. And mm-hmm. so when they talk about this ordinance, they will talk about taking away menthol, which okay. is, you know, I, I think there were some studies done. Well, menthol is, is popular in African-American among African-American smokers. Right. Um, and the, the narrative is that menthol is added to cigarettes to make it less harsh so that the kiddies will want it. Um, <laughs> and uh whatever um i i liked menthol i was a menthol smoker for many years um i apologize um (laughs) (laughs) that's my ringtone um so uh anyway it yeah they are incredibly reductive about you know the the scope of this um this ordinance so well i mean they they put everything in their own terms with their own spin kind of how the body part work groups work sort of yeah and they've and they've clearly contacted malia cohen and and she's the uh city supervisor who sponsored this legislation and and she's she's bought this and and i you know i can't fault these people for you know at the core of it they want to they want to protect these communities and and that's that's fine it's just that um you know i i i am hopeful i hope I shouldn't right. say I'm hopeful, but I hope that they'll be willing to take a good hard look at the data and and come to come to their senses and realize that, you know, this policy is actually putting these communities at a disadvantage. Yes. Um, and that's that's going to be our arguments, you know, on this, especially sure. in San Francisco. So, um, but we're you know we're working up uh, to engaging on this, and and our, there's already a letter writing campaign active mm-hmm. and that is being directed at the committee okay. um, because if we can you know hopefully I, I suspect the committee will pass this on to the full council or full board of supervisors in order to keep debate going which is something right. that people are prone to do mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know if we can at least convince a couple of people and raise enough noise about this then um, then that would be good and I think the most that we can hope for here is, is possibly that exemption uh, yeah. for vapor shops mm-hmm. um, I, I don't mean that's not that's not what we're aiming for, but I think that's that's the most likely outcome. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. And then the other thing about San Francisco, which is super disappointing. Um, so, like I was saying, San Francisco has five vapor shops serving right. eight hundred thousand people. I'm sure that e-cigarettes are sold in convenience stores and whatnot, but those are five dedicated vapor retail shops, and participation in san francisco has historically been very low um i I don't know whether it's a it's i I don't know if it's one thing in particular you know perhaps a a combination of people who think that oh they'll never they'll (laughs) never go that far with this stuff right um or you know people just don't people are prone to just accept it um and this is something that you know this is that kind of it's a self-esteem issue that I think mm-hmm. we have as a community. Um, and it's, it, it's, it, it kind of adds an extra 
barrier to people participating in this stuff somehow even if you you know openly don't believe this stuff i think somehow deep in our psyche we actually believe we deserve to be treated poorly um in in regulation so um it's uh it, it's a tough it's a tough nut to crack and um yeah. you know san francisco for for all that has gone on there and um for the the the, the times that we have tried to engage there um there is disproportionately low participation out of san francisco so um i'm very concerned about that and i'm actually I, I, you know we, we can't really afford too much travel um right. but i am considering I, I don't know if i have to fly out there but um i, I just don't know I, i'm trying to come up with ways that we can engage and try to get people riled up about this because um, you know, we're catching this at a point where, you know, we're going to be engaging on the committee hearing. We, right. and we as in the, the, the vapors um, mm -hmm. and, and tobacco harm reduction people. So um, there, there is a chance here that we can raise enough awareness and raise enough ire that people will, um, you know, really go whole hog on this and, and, and push back. So not really sure the level that we're capable of committing to in terms of on the ground action, but um, right. it's definitely something I'm considering. So okay. um, I'm, I'm sure Julie will talk me out of it at some point, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I think you talk about low rates of participation. I think some of that might have to do with the fact that uh, the populations you're speaking of have generally had to fight for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 I this I think I think, to, I think to some extent I think to some extent they're they're kind of you know battle weary. They're, they're they're being well they're battle weary, but they're also I think being misled. Yes. Um, you know oh, I think yeah. it's you know this this ultimately comes down to um, you know there's only so many people who vape that are engaged, right. and this you know there's an extra there's another layer of of folks out there that can get engaged and those are people who don't vape they never did smoke but they're close to people who have switched to vaping or other smoke-free products and and they can they can vouch for that experience but again I, I think a lot of those people have potentially been misled and it's you know it's a shame yeah um my husband he went into the hospital um, they were asking him if he smoked, not that this matters, but he told them no, and the nurse like lost it. She's like, that's worse than smoking. I almost, oh my God. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it just looks disgusting. And this, and I'm like, oh Christ. God, it looks gonna, disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to kill her. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? I know what she's talking about. I know what she's singing. Right. Like we've, we've got a couple of we've got a couple of vape shops in town where like the the younger, um, hipper people go, mm. not the people who've used this uh, successfully as a tool to to stop smoking. And and my husband was in so much pain. He was like, just ignore her because you know, he he knew I was gonna lose it. Um, and <laughs> no, and the cardiologist came down and and was talking to him, and he told him he vaped, and he goes, okay, so you're a non-smoker. Nice. So, you know, I mean, that, that just tells you the level of knowledge some people have just either 
by doing their own research or looking at people's health. And, and by the way, with all the problems my husband had, um, they said his heart and lungs were like that of a 25 year old. You could never even tell he smoked. Amazing. Seven years without smoking will do. Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> I figured I would just share great. that. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Um, I hope that I hope the doctor turned around and shared that with the nurse. Oh well, he shared that with the whole ICU at that point. So oh, that that's wonderful. Good. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I I I didn't. That, that's uh, that's perfect. Um, well, personal anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> um, I expect to see that on our testimonials page, by the way, soon. So Dan okay. Has, Dan has an assignment. <laughs> okay. I'll tell him that. He's got plenty of time. He's going to be home for a while. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, that's California and, and, um, in a nutshell, uh, a very big nutshell. So more to come on that, um, moving right along. Um, and since, since we are on, uh, Florida for just because of you, um, I I will mention that a tobacco 21 bill failed in Florida. I was, I was looking around for this New York stuff (laughs) and I saw that Florida tobacco 21 failed. We have like four four or five states where tobacco 21 failed which yeah. is really great to see that is some, a good thing red on that map and that was that was anticipated i mean it's florida right i mean yeah. <laughs> why, why, it's, it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah. um so um new york um the how was it last week so uh as we mentioned in our alert uh, and I'll be putting out an update about this tomorrow. But um, so Tobacco 21 and an indoor vaping ban are on the move in the legislature. That's both houses of the legislature, the Assembly and the Senate. Okay. And um, New York is is one of those states. And this I think it's pretty typical for all states. Um, it, when you have companion legislation, if if it passes both houses unamended, there's no need for crossover, and they just okay. go straight to the governor's desk. So okay. that's kind of what's that's the plan in mm-hmm. in a lot of states, okay. um, and uh, that's what's happening in New York. And uh, so uh, it, it might be all states, I, I think. Um, okay. So uh, two bills in the assembly. One okay. bans indoor use. The other one raises the age to purchase to 21. Okay. Passed the assembly with very little resistance. Right. And um, they have they have been sent to the Senate. Okay. Uh, because the Senate has not yet moved their bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still kind of... I, it, I, in our tracking, it shows where uh, that the... The assembly bills have been sent, um, but uh, I, I'm not exactly clear. I got a different, got some different information about what committee would be handling this, so I don't have a good update on that. Um, okay. But this is to say that uh, since the bills, since the assembly bills have passed, now there is a lot of pressure on the Senate to move things, sure. uh, and they will probably be moving the house bills that's what um i assume that's where the priority is uh so i apologize for not having the most clear 
uh, account of this. I sort of just got this information late today and, and I'm just trying to make sense of it. Right. Um, it's, 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 the information I got is different from what I see in the tracking. So I'm okay. still trying to get some clarity on that. But sure. suffice it to say that when people are contacting lawmakers in New York, they mm -hmm. should be reaching out to their senators and urging them to oppose an indoor use ban and oppose Tobacco 21. Okay. Um, and you can actually reference our uh, call to action for bill numbers. Okay. Uh, I should probably, let me just double check and see if I've got the house numbers in okay. the email. Well, you know, it's not like you have a like lack of information. <laughs> There's so much you've got to be drowning in it by now. Yeah, it just it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've got your water wings on? Yeah. So you don't drown? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have uh, the indoor use ban is A516. Okay. Um, and I don't have the Tobacco 21 bill handy because I didn't write that in my notes. I'm a jerk. Um, but, uh, and it's not, it actually isn't, terribly easy to find it on the new york legislature page oh no you've um, got to be kidding me you know open well, government and all that they, they make the, it so easy i'm kidding well there's so many of them right. um that uh hold on wait did i say that was the indoor use one let's see let's see tobacco 21 okay here we go we're getting moving right along here all right uh new york new york new york oh it doesn't appear that that one moved huh um Nice. So there are two Tobacco 21 bills that are in the assembly, okay. uh, A749 and A27273. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, they don't appear to have moved that much. Um, but the Senate bill is S3978. And okay. um, that's the one that we, one of the Senate bills we included in our alert. Okay. So um, I guess it's the indoor vaping bill that, that moved last okay. week. Um, so yeah, A516. Uh, okay. and, and again, I'll, I'll hopefully have some more clarity when I put something out tomorrow. If not, it's just whatever, people will get the alert. Okay. Um, and again, uh, the, <laughs> we need to put pressure on the Senate to oppose this. And okay. Um, on a positive note, we've we've seen you know uh, reluctance from the Senate to advance this stuff in years good. past. So um, good, they're, good. It, it could be it could stall out. Nice. Uh, so that is my substantive update for. Okay. I guess it was last week. Yeah. Um, this week. Um, so there's a lot of talk about. Um, I was in I was in a meeting in D.C. last okay. week, and um, <clears throat> the folks that were there, um, you know, we've talked about how close we got with Cole Bishop in mm -hmm. in the budget. Sure. And I know that I had said, you know, on the day of, we were still being discussed. Sure. I didn't, 
I there's a lot of us we didn't realize exactly how close we came to being included included in the budget, and I feel like adding that to this discussion okay. um, because a lot of people think, well, we made it to Sunday, big whoop. Um, it is a big whoop because mm-hmm. last year, um, the last budget that this was a part of, we knew a week before we weren't going to make it. Sure. Um, so to give people an idea of how close we came, the report that I heard was staffers were walking out of meetings at mm-hmm. the conclusion at the conclusion of meetings um and they were talking about cole bishop wow. so right up to the bitter end we were being considered for inclusion and that's among like it was ultimately like what was it 200 riders that were yes. considered mm-hmm. and 160 of them got stripped out so um we were we were there to the bitter end and that's that to give you that's that's just how close we got it wasn't just on the same day it was within you know maybe an hour or two of people actually making a final decision Um, we were we were being talked about so um you know take that for for what it's worth and and it and it is it is worth quite a bit it means that we have we have all moved the ball that much closer and there will be another attempt at the end of in september um okay but just to measure people's expectations on that, um, I also heard that we may be looking at a continuing resolution that just goes for another full year, and that may not do anything substantive to right. to advance our issue. That's not necessarily something that we would be included in. It just you know carries over the same budget so that the government doesn't shut down. Right. Um, and uh, so. Um, that is a possibility um, okay. and an unfortunate one because that means that if that happens and we're, everybody's waiting for some clarification on that and, and we'll right. know as we get closer to September, um, okay. but uh, it is a distinct possibility. And if that happens, it really means that the Cole Bishop is not viable this year. Um, and so uh, there is, there is some very, very measured expectation about that, okay. which brings us to, um, you know, what is the next kind of fallback procedural legislative type of uh, ask or, or strategy here? And that mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is for, admin- <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that is asking for administrative delay. Um, okay. And we saw um, three months uh, yes. added to that, but that was purely for the agency's benefit so that they can, you know, take a look at all of these lawsuits and see, um, get up to speed on all of the lawsuits and get up to speed on all of the issues. Right. Um, you know, this administration, the, the leadership at HHS and FDA right now was not engaged on the comment period. Right. So they're not really fully versed on all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need to take some time to review everything, you know, back to that point sure. um, and probably further back. Uh, to, to really make an informed decision about what they should be doing next. Um, and even though, you know, Scott Gottlieb was on the board of a vapor company, there's no real assurance that he, you know, did, you know, the job of a FDA commissioner and um, reviewing all of the comments that were submitted. So sure. um, he certainly got his work cut out for him there. Oh, yeah. And um, so, and, and of course, you know, three months doesn't buy, uh, a vapor business owner, any kind of certainty. 
No. Uh, and and that's that's the real issue here, you know, for the next few months is that, you know, vape shops, vape vape manufacturers, these are people that are going to be, you know, renewing leases, um, mm-hmm. uh, renewing all kinds of stuff. And if they're going to be out of business in a year, then what's the point? Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, and I know we've talked about this before, but the next six months are going to be pretty, pretty critical for the, for the industry and, um, yeah. pretty critical for, for our access to the, you know, the wide variety of products that are out there today. Yeah. Um, and so, um, what we are all pushing for is, uh, for HHS and, and FDA to make the informed choice right. to, suspend suspend uh, enforcing the regulations for at least two years Um, i would love to hear the word indefinitely but um at least two years is is a good start and um you know part of the thinking is that if they were willing to suspend it for three months to get caught up on the lawsuits um, they, they seem primed to accept a longer delay. Um, and so that's, that's going to be, uh, a pretty, uh, important front of our strategy. Um, and this combined with continuing to urge, uh, lawmakers to co-sponsor 1136. Right. Um, so, um, that's, that's kind of where that's at right now. Um, I, I know we don't, we don't have a lot of people that listen to this, but, um, I I do, I, I want to start. So because of the delay, we've seen, you know, there's no coincidence that the flavor conversation is happening now. Um, you know, we knew this was coming. We just didn't know when. And I think that we're going to see more aggressive local, tobacco control stuff introduced oh, yeah. and um, the local organizing at the local level is going to be critical. Sure. Um, anybody who's listening to us, listening to this or following Casa generally, mm-hmm. um, I, I would really like to, to talk with people and figure out how we can do that better. Right. Um, you know, what, what can, what can Casa do to help organize at the local level? Um, and, um, yeah, I've been kind of looking at, at things, some of this local organizing stuff that's popped up in response to, uh, president Trump, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the healthcare stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good information out there. And so I'm looking at that and seeing how that, how we can, um, help kind of adopt that to our issue. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm interested in talking with people and, 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 and getting people engaged, um, so uh, this is not a fully formed idea yet. And, um, but anybody who's listening, you know, please reach out to me, a Clark at casa.org. Uh, yeah. we'll, I guess we'll try to put that in the notes if we can. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm really interested in ideas and, and, um, you know, even volunteers. So, um, yeah. and, and whatever Casa can do to support, well, I shouldn't say whatever, uh, whatever we have the resources to do to support, um, we'd love to love to love to work on that um and uh so that's that and then the final thing and i don't want to go into too much detail um and because i don't like ending on a down note um we (laughs) we released a statement on 
Friday about the Electronic Vaping Coalition of America and their fundraising efforts. Yes. Um, I will just direct people to our blog and say, um, uh, if you are a CASA member and you're interested in, in um, if you have thought about donating to that, that cause, um, right. I would, I would uh, recommend looking at our statement about it. Um, I did have some you know, email back and forth with EVCA and mm -hmm. uh, we, were not, um, we were not impressed with their response. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, am sure that this is, this is sort of a developing story, I guess. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, this is not something that, that I, I, I personally dreaded doing this. I, I don't like this kind of stuff. Right. Um, it, it's, it, we take no pleasure in having to, um, call people out. It, it's just not, it's not what. It's not what Kassad does. We are not ad the advocacy cops. Right. Um, it, it's just that, you know, when people do start kind of fishing in the consumer pond, mm -hmm. that's, that's when we take a little extra interest and possibly engage. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we owe that to our members to uh, investigate a little bit further. And so that's, that's why we looked into this further and, um, you know, there's, there's also, there's some points that are not discussed in that, um, uh, statement that, uh, that may need to come out later. I'm not sure, but, um, okay. and they're kind of, it's not minor, but it's the things that kind of set off alarm bells for me, um, okay. and, and ultimately sort of led to this. So, um, I just, I, I really just want to make it clear that, you know, this is not some game that we're playing. Um, you know, this isn't, we're not doing this out of jealousy or because we're, you know, trying to compete with them, you know, they're doing what they're doing. And, and we agree that, you know, there are multiple strategies at play here and right. um, where it is appropriate for us to support them, we will. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, there are certainly, um, there is a, there's a lot of opportunity in the vapor community for people to be wooed by anyone who comes along and says nice things about us. Right. And this, this, this connects back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, smokers have been kind of, we've been kind of, we've been put upon, we've been ostracized. We've been branded as, uh, <laughs> in an extreme case, murderers yeah. uh, by society. And, you know, to, to live through that as a smoker, then to find vaping and think that we've solved all of those problems and we can come back into the fold uh, only to be greeted with more ostracization and, uh, and again, branded as someone who is, um, you know, influencing children in a bad way, uh, and potentially doing harm to our neighbors. Um, again, we're put back in that position where when someone comes along and says nice things about us and wants to step up for us, we sort of swoon and <laughs> are, you know, willing to, to kind of jump on that bandwagon. And our judgment is sometimes clouded by that. I'm guilty of it too. Um, I, I have, I have, I have, uh, gotten behind people who I thought were going to be champions and it turned out that they were not. And so, um, it's, 
it's something that I think we all need to be very conscious of. And um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard to know who to trust, who's really got your best interests at heart. And um, having been with CASA since the beginning, I can tell you um, there aren't a lot of organizations that will do what we do with nothing to try to empower people to stand up for themselves. Um, and I think sometimes that's the hardest part for people mm-hmm. that they, you know, kind of have to stand up for themselves. Cause like you said, um, smokers were ostracized. They were, you know, called horrible things. You basically need society scapegoats, you know, for, for many things that um, are honestly untrue. When you look at the, the real actual science, um, it's very hard to let go of that mental state. Yeah. And, you know, I, I trust Kasa. I trust Kasa's judgment. For me, it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Things like this, we don't take lightly. And there's a lot of discussion that goes into it. And arguably we should have put something out sooner, but, um, you know, we were very careful and deliberate with the way that we did this. And so, um, you know, please, anybody who reads that, take that into consideration. This is not just, um, you know, we're not just doing this randomly. Um, and for any, any weird nefarious or ulterior motive. Um, um, so yeah. Um, I, I hate ending on a down note. I need, I'm trying to think of something, you know, more cheerful to, to end on. Um, oh, I got it. Yes, good. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I will try to be available for the update on Friday uh, if, if that works out with your schedule. Um, right. But uh, I will be in St. Louis for the first ever SnoozeCon. Oh, wow. I am so excited for this event because, number one, it's it's Snooze, and I, I really enjoy Snooze, and I'm looking forward yeah. to um, looking at looking at, and I, I guess I'll be paying for samples of um, the various snooze products. Uh, yeah. I do need to kind of re up on a few things. Um, and I'm also speaking. Uh, nice. Brad Radu is also speaking. There's a oh, longer, awesome. there's a longer list of speakers. Yeah. Brad, I'm excited that I'm excited to actually meet Brad Radu in person, oh, yeah. um, and, and listen to him speak. Uh, he is very good on this issue. Oh, yes. Uh, and he has, he has been for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I need to get the full list of speakers. Um, but it's SnoozeCon in St. Louis. And, and also I found out today that they built in a, a lunch break from noon to two. This is nice. the first, this will be the first, um, uh, reduced risk tobacco product convention <laughs> that I've <laughs> been to that builds in a, a, a lunch break, which is, which is great. That's um, cool. Yeah, so I'm excited for lunch. <laughs> um, so little things. Yep, <laughs> yep, it is. So, um, uh, was it Saturday and Sunday? Is it the 25th and 26th, or the 26th and 27th? Let me get my okay. handy calendar. Uh, the 27th and 28th <clears throat> in St. Awesome. Louis. Um, look up SnoozeCon on the Google, and uh, and if you're in the area, definitely come by. Um, if you've never tried snooze, you've got to come and try the real stuff because it's great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, this, this goes in, if, for those who don't know, a lot of what we know about tobacco harm reduction comes from 
decades of, of studies and research from uh, and data mostly from from Sweden. Yes. Um, and so this is this is going to be a this is going to be a great event, and I'm I'm really happy. It'll probably be small, but it's going to be great. I'm um, excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. excited. Yeah. Well, hey, you're going to get to meet like snooze celebrities. Like, yeah, there's going to be there's snooze famous. There's <laughs> snooze famous people. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Brian Carter and I will be there, and uh, awesome. we'll get to meet. We'll get to rub elbows with the snooze famous. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a great way to end things. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I, I, God, I can't, I can't wait. You've got to take pictures with the the snooze famous people and post them on social media. I need to see. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. All right. I'm, I'm so bad at that, but I will try. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. Um, sorry the update was so late this week, but I was, I'm glad you got to come on and do this. And I will work on the notes and try to have it up tonight. Yeah, no worries. Obviously, we had plenty of other excitement this weekend. So, Oh, it was, it was an exciting time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Alex. All right, thank you. <laughs> See you Friday, maybe. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, good night. Good night. You can get Casa's updates at casa.org. You can get Casa's updates um, on SoundCloud by searching Casa Media. You can also get Casa updates by going to the Apple Podcast Store and searching uh, Casa Media, and you'll be able to import the Casa update as soon as it's available into your favorite podcast player. So you can always keep up with the latest about what Kassah is doing. Um, thank you for listening and have a great week.